This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Hello and welcome to the Bella Vita Show. I'm Don Catherine, your hostess with the mostess, and I am happy that you have joined us tonight for another great show. If you are listening to me live, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to me on a podcast, thanks for downloading it. If you didn't know that you can do it, you absolutely can. You can go to iTunes, put in the name of the show, La Bella Vita, or my name, Don Catherine. Scroll on down to podcasts and subscribe for free, and you'll get all of the shows that I have done. In the past, uh, for those of you who are joining me live, it is going to be a great show. We are doing my annual end of the year 2016 show, what the best of 2016 was. So that's what's going to be going on. We're going to be talking about some travel uh, and uh obviously some beauty and uh, some fashion as well and uh, of course lots more Uh, so that's what's going to be going on Um, so you know lots going on in the world obviously the holidays are upon us we just celebrated Christmas just a couple of days ago I hope that everybody had a Merry Christmas and those of you who are celebrating Hanukkah happy Hanukkah and uh, happy Kwanzaa for those who celebrate Kwanzaa uh, and what else is going on? Well, in a couple of days, we will be ushering out 2016. And for many people, it is very welcome to get rid of 2016 and welcome in a brand new year in 2017. Uh, I really hope that 2017 is a much kinder and gentler year in many ways. We have lost a lot of amazing people in 2016. We have seen... A lot of craziness going on in 2016 when it comes to uh, people and the way they treat each other. And I hope that we can be a much kinder, gentler, more inclusive people in society here in the United States in 2017. So those are some of my wishes for 2017. Uh, But we'll get into that. Uh, We're going to be getting into some statistics on New Year's Eve as well, uh, where you want to go and uh, celebrate and uh, if you are able to maybe take a last-ditch uh, last uh, trip to go someplace special for New Year's Eve, I have some great destinations for you to go to. And uh, I have some great statistics on uh, New Year's resolutions. I wonder if you are the type of person who makes a resolution. I, you know, always make a resolution. Of course, I fail miserably every single year. And I find that when I don't make a resolution or... You know, just just do one and not a plethora of them. Uh, I tend to uh, not be as sad on New Year's Eve of the following year. Uh, and, uh, you know, if I haven't 
touched on all of them and been successful in completing some of those tasks, I don't feel quite as bad when I haven't made as many resolutions. But uh, there's some things I did get this year, so I'm happy with that. Uh, so I hope that, once again, everybody's holiday was filled with love and laughter and family. And I hope that Santa was good to all of you. Uh, he was good to me. And... Uh, Bring on the new year. That's all I got to say. So, as you know, I am obsessed with all sorts of TV, and uh, I have been watching Hallmark movies ad nauseum since, like, November after Thanksgiving. Every single one of them is basically the same story. I don't know why I continue to watch them all, but I do. Uh, but it's been great fun to watch all of these movies, even though they have the same exact plot line. Seriously, it's like... The guy is divorced, the new girl comes to town, they flirt, they have a falling out, there's some sort of misunderstanding, and then they end up together. It's every single plot line of every single Christmas movie on the Hallmark Channel, I swear to you. And of course I had to watch my all-time favorite, Love Actually, is a must every single year for me. And usually Elf, and I did not get it in this year, but you know, I still have a couple more days to get it in before the new year. Uh, so there's that. But there is one show that is on TV right now that's been on for like the last few weeks that I am obsessed with. And I have to tell you, I cannot get enough of it. And uh, it, it's the Leah Remini show, the uh, Scientology, the Aftermath show, which she basically is exposing Scientology. And it is riveting. And if you are not watching it, you have got to watch it. It's on A&E on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock and at the 9 o'clock hour they actually repeat the episode from the week before. It's an eight part series. I think we're on show number four right now and uh, I, I got to tell you it is absolutely, absolutely riveting to watch so you have to go and watch it and I really hope that maybe they continue the series and you know uh, in the fight that they are having into exposing Scientology uh, for what it is, and no offense to anybody who might be listening that is a Scientologist, I would just hope that maybe you would actually watch the show and uh, maybe you might have a different light. Uh, so one of my favorite shows of all time is coming back, Scandal is coming back on the 19th, which is kind of funny because I love Scandal, you all know that if you listen to the show, and I just think that it's kind of crazy because I still look forward to the 19th because I want to see my Scandal, um, and then, you know, the next day is the 20th, which is the inauguration, and uh, so those of you who know me know that uh, I really think that we need Olivia Pope for real, and I think that Olivia Pope really needs to be hired by the Trump administration in the transition staff, and it needs to be on the team to keep Trump from tweeting. That's all I got to say about that. And of course, Bachelor coming back on Monday night, so stoked. Nick Vial coming back for the fourth time to try to find love. We shall see what happens. Rumor has it he falls in love with more than one girl, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, and my Incatatos, what has me spellbound? You know, every week I do this. Uh, and this is the year-end edition because, hey, it's the end of the year, and uh, I have got to tell you who my style icons of the year are uh, and uh, who the buffoons of the year are. So I'm going to start with my fashion icon of the year, and I have to give it to you because I'm telling you, 
they have won this several times this year. So when I look back on who the fashion icons were, were these two happen to come up on several occasions, and that would have to be President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, who time and time again have slayed with their immaculate fashion sense. Not only just past year, but in the last eight years, they are always on point. Their sense of style is impeccable. And I tried to look through all the dresses, seriously. I looked through a whole countdown of what she wore in the last year, and it was so hard to whittle it down to just one. But I have to tell you, this last state dinner that she had, which was actually the very last state dinner that the Obamas are going to be hosting, uh, she just wore a gown that was out of this world. Uh, it was a custom gold rose uh, Altia Versace chainmail gown, which was with a fitted bodice. It had drapery, it had an asymmetrical neckline, it was off the shoulder, uh, and she topped it off with some Le'Veon diamonds. She looked stunning. And of course, the president looks always so dapper and handsome in his tux, but she slayed that gown, and it was probably my best and favorite of the year that she wore. She did rock fashion the entire year, but that was my favorite. And uh, I got to say that I'm going to miss the Obamas being in the White House, and I am going to definitely miss their fashion at the state dinners because for me, even though it was exciting to see some heads of states from different countries come and uh, to visit our country, really it was the fashion that got me more excited than anything else. So, uh, and for our pick for the year. Uh, we're going to go with something that you're going to love to pop on New Year's Eve. We're going to go with a Prosecco because it's sparkling. We're going to go with a Nino Franco Grave di Stecca Prosecco 2010. It's a vintage sparkling wine from Veneto, Italy. Uh, it is a brilliant pale straw colored with very fine bubbles. Uh, it has a delicious sage bouquet with fruit, fresh fruit scents. It's very pleasant dry taste at the beginning followed by a growing silky fruit bouquet very good and long after taste so you should try that out it is a really great wine and uh, i gave it to you for the end of the year only because you gotta have something sparkling on the 31st so why not make it a prosecco and why not make it from italy you know so here you go uh and you know not every week but most weeks i have a buffoon of the week uh, my buffoon of the year is going to be an overall one and that is to the people who cannot accept facts because this year has taught us one thing that people regardless if they have statistics and facts in front of them they still dispute them even though it's facts so I don't know what we can do to help people get over this but uh, there definitely needs to be some education going on when it comes to knowing what is truth and what is fiction and uh, you know we need to make sure that we don't find fault in someone who does not have uh, faults or is not uh, really a bad person. And when we are basically given facts about people who are really horrible, that we kind of believe it, you know, such as people who are in politics who happen to be, you know, not very nice people. We shouldn't just have, you know, decide one day that, oh, you know, that person that we heard about for years was so horrible. All of a sudden decide that because one person decides that he's okay, that he's okay. There's facts. He's not a nice person. So let 2017 be the year that we all embrace facts. It would be a really lovely thing if we could do that. So 
my buffoons of the year are the people who cannot accept facts and uh, discern it from fiction, especially like fake news. You know, the list goes on and on. Uh, so that's what's going on uh, in the world of Incantatos. Uh, coming up again, we are going to have a great show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about some of the best destinations to go for New Year's Eve, both domestically here in the United States and abroad. Uh, we're going to be telling you some of the top trends going into 2017 with fashion, food, and in travel where you might want to go. So we're going to do all that coming back on the other side of the break. It's Dawn Catherine. It's La Bella Vida show. We will see you on the other side. So take it away. Come on back. La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, We are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future, and we all need to weigh in. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's words you never heard. When airplanes first began carrying passengers, everyone was treated to first-class accommodations. Caviar and sandwiches were presented on porcelain plates with beverages served in crystal. Flying was truly a special event as passengers wore suits and evening dresses. What do you call a person who is afraid to fly? An aeroacrophobic. The airlines required stewardesses to be unmarried, and many were nurses as well. To be a pilot was respected and revered. What do you call a person who chooses a career based on the glamorous image it conveys? A modoc. A typical flight in those days from London to Singapore would cost over $17,000 today and take eight days. What's another word for jet lag? Dysrhythmia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. 
Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back to La Bella Vita show. I'm Don Catherine, your hostess. And uh, so, you know, 2016 has been a very hard year for those uh, in the celebrity that we have lost. We have lost a lot of great artists in the music and in the world of movies and television. And, you know, some of them have been very profound and obviously in the last couple of days we've lost some really iconic people uh, I just want to take a minute to go through some of the people that we have lost that have meant something to me in my life and uh, kind of give this uh, a little bit of time to pay homage to some of these people that I really enjoyed uh, watching them on TV and in the movies as well as loved and was obsessed with some of these people's music. So uh, we're going to kind of just go through some of the ones to me that were personally uh, profound losses, as I am sure that they are to you. And I just want to say that uh, I hope 2017 is much better to us and that they don't take anybody away from us. But as you know, time waits on nobody. Um, But I have to say that... (laughs) I hope that some of the iconic people of the 80s have a personal physician with them 24-7 in 2017 because I don't know if I can take another celebrity icon of my 80s growing up time uh, taken away from me again. It's just too much. Uh, So in January, we lost some really great people. And one of them was Pat Harrington Jr., who was an actor. He was Schneider on One Day of Time. He was 86 Grew up with One Day at a Time. Miss him terribly, of course. David Bowie, two-time Grammy winner. Influenced music and culture for four generations. He died at age 69. And his loss is beyond profound. Uh, Of course, Alan Rickman, who was uh, in Harry Potter. And, of course, one of my favorite movies of all time, Love Actually. He died at the age of 69 on the 14th. Also on the 14th, Renee Angeli. Singer and husband of Celine Dion passed away. Dan Haggerty, who is an actor in The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, I got to meet him once. He was really a nice man. Of course, Glenn Fry, singer, songwriter, founder of the Eagles, one of my favorite bands of all time, passed away at age 67. Abe Vigoda, which he was 94 and his death had been long parodied, and I'm not trying to be funny, but you know, every couple of months it seemed that there was this false story about him dying but he actually did pass away on the 26th of January this uh, year which was quite sad of course in February we had Maurice White he was a founding member of Earth, Wind and Fire, another one of my favorite bands uh, we also had Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia died on February 13th uh, Vanity, actress and singer for the girl group Vanity 6. She was the girlfriend of Prince. She died at age 57. Uh, and we also had in March Joey Martin Feek. She was part of the husband and wife country duo Joey and Rory. She died at age 40. Of course, we had Nancy Reagan pass away on the the 6th of March. Of course, she was the wife of our 40th president, Ronald Reagan. And she was 94. Uh, Sir George Martin, who was the producer for the Beatles, 
and was also known as the fifth Beatle, died at age 90 on the 8th of March. We have Frank Sinatra Jr., who is the son of Frank Sinatra, died at age 72 on the 16th. And Joe Santos, who was Lieutenant Dennis Becker on the Rockford Files, loved that show. He passed away. He was 84. Uh, Fife Dog, who is a rapper with a with a group, a tribe called Quest, also known as Five Foot Assassin, unfortunately passed away at the young age of 45. Uh, we also had Gary Shandling, one of the most brilliant comedians on the Gary Shandling show and the Larry Sanders show, who passed away at 66. For us in who are Catholic, Mother Angelica, she was a Franciscan nun. She was the founder of Eternal World Television Network, the EWTN. She passed away, and she was 92. Of course, another legend, Patty Duke, was an actress in the Patty Duke show. She died at the age of 69. In April, we lost Merle Haggard, who was a country western singer-songwriter. We also had the beloved Doris Roberts, who would passed away on the 17th. She was Marie Barone on Everybody Loves Raymond. She died at the age of 90. Of course, the 21st of April was one of the saddest days for those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s and loved his music. Prince, seven-time Grammy Award winner, Purple Rain, Raspberry Beret, I Would Die With... All of his songs... uh, an amazing song book that he has died at age 57 uh, in May we lost Morley Safer one of the best journalists that we've seen in our generation he was at CBS News for 52 years he was at 60 Minutes for 46 years and he won 12 Emmy Awards during his tenure uh, as a journalist and he was age 84 uh, also in June one of the biggest probably one of the biggest athletes of all time. I don't think anybody will ever reach the height that Muhammad Ali was. He was a professional boxer, formerly known as Cassius Clay. He was a three-time heavyweight champion in 64, 74, and 78, and he was proclaimed the greatest. He died at age 74. We had Gordie Howe, who is a hockey player for the Detroit Red Wings for 25 seasons. He was a 23-time NHL All-Star. He died at age 88. Uh, We also had Buddy Ryan, who is an NFL coach for the Chicago Bears, invented the 46 defense. And, of course, Pat Summit, who who is the NCAA basketball coach for the University of Tennessee women's team from 74 to 2012. She was the winningest NCAA coach ever. She unfortunately passed away at the young age of 64. And then, of course, in July on the 2nd, we lost such an amazing man in Ellie Weisel, Jewish writer, political activist, Holocaust survivor, and Nobel laureate. He died at the age of 87. We also lost Gary Marshall, writer, producer, actor, created Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, anyone who was in, you know, grew up in the 80s and 70s knows his work and knew his work in his later life. He was such a present in how many movies that he has been in uh, himself and that he's directed some of the greatest movies of all time. And uh, he surely will be one that I miss profoundly because I just adored him. Uh, And, of course, in August, we lost some people, too. We lost uh, Gene Wilder, 
actor, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Willy Wonka. He passed away at the age of 83. That was one that hit everybody hard because I think everybody has watched Willy Wonka and just loved him so much. Uh, in September, we lost uh, some people as well. We lost Jean Shepard. She was country Westing singer-songwriter. She was 82 years old. Of course, for those, especially here in the area that I live, uh, he lived probably about 15 minutes from my house. Uh, of course, that would be golfer Arnold Palmer. He was one of the greatest golfers ever. He did more to popularize the sport than any other golfer in history. He unfortunately passed away at the age of 87. And uh, on the 28th, Shimon Perez, statesman, president of Israel from 20, 2007 to 14. He was prime minister twice and held various offices from 1959 to 2007. He died at the age of 93. Tommy Ford was a great actor. He was in the sitcom Martin. He was funny as hell. And he passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 52. I will miss him because he just cracked me up all the time. Uh, in November, we lost uh, Attorney General of the United States from 93 to 2001, uh, nominated by President Bill Clinton uh, at the age of 78. We lost Janet Reno. I got to meet her in person. She was a very tall lady, and uh, I got to hear her speak. She was quite lovely. Uh, of course, on the 7th of November as well, we lost one of the most prolific poet and songwriters, Lennon Cohen. Uh, everybody knows the song, Alleluia. Fortunately, he was taken away at the age of 82. Gwen Eiffel, another brilliant journalist, uh, Washington Week and PBS NewsHour on PBS, uh, just young 61, unfortunately, and she was taken away from us as well. And, uh, of course, on the 24th, we lost everybody's mother, Florence Henderson. She was an actress, a singer, Carol Brady on The Brady Bunch from 1969 to 74, age 72. But, you know, she was everybody's mom, but she, you know, did a lot of, uh, she did a lot of uh, Broadway before that. Uh, Ron Glass was Detective Ron Harris on Bar Barney Miller. He passed away at the age of 71. Uh, we also have uh, Jim Delegati, which this is not a lot of people heard about this one, but he was a McDonald's franchise, but he created a Big Mac, believe it or not, and he was age 98. I just think it's kind of funny that an Italian guy, you know, he created the Big Mac. Uh, in December, another horrible month for people taken away from us, Joseph Mascalo. He was an actor, Stefano Demera on Days of Our Lives uh, for years and years and years. He also was on uh, The Bold and the Beautiful, uh, and he unfortunately passed away at 87 from complications of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, another great legend passed away in the 8th, John Glenn, World War II and Korean War fighter pilot, Marine Colonel, NASA astronaut, Senator from Ohio, married for 73 years. He was the first American to orbit the Earth in 1962, passed away at the age of 95. On the 13th, we were all shocked to hear about Alan Thicke, actor Jason Seaver, the father of on Growing Pains, he unfortunately passed away at age 69. Uh, we had Zsa Zsa Gabor passed away on the 18th. And, of course, we had Carrie Fisher pass away yesterday. So sad. And on Christmas, George Michael, I love you, and I'm going to miss you profoundly. When we come back, it's all about New Year's Eve. We'll see you on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about where you want to go and about resolutions. We'll see you on the other side.
This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids as dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Sometimes we find ourselves at a place that seems impossible to find healthy snacks. It's always best to plan your eating so you can make sure you have the right choices. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. If you find yourself at a concert or sports stadium, eating at a deli is a good decision. You can find lean turkey, whole grain breads, and fresh vegetables. If you are on a road trip and have to find something to snack on at a gas station, look for fresh fruit, string cheese, whole grain cereal, or yogurt. At the movie theater, chocolate-covered raisins are a good pick. Movie popcorn is very high in calories, so if you must indulge, get the smallest size possible. If you find yourself with vending machines only, select nuts or sunflower seeds. No matter where you are, take the time to choose the healthiest snack possible. You'll be glad you did. I'm Annette Hammond. Come bella gialla luna, brille strette, strette come butto, belle faste già. Sotto celle de Roma. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Catherine, it's the La Bella Vita show. We are talking about New Year's Eve. It's coming up in just a few short days. So you might want to know, what are the top resolutions that people make on December 31st? And I know I make several. And uh, like I said earlier, I don't always keep to them. I try, but uh, I have come to realize that the less resolutions I make, the less I feel guilty the following December 31st that I have not achieved at all. (laughs) So it's not surprising to find out what the top 10 resolutions that we all as Americans make. Uh, Of course, the number one is to lose weight. Uh, Number two is to get organized. Number three, get, uh, spend less and save more money. Four is to enjoy life more fully. Number five is to stay fit and get healthy. Uh, Number six is learn something exciting, maybe like a new language or something. Number seven is quit smoking, which is probably a really good thing to do. Eight is to help others in their dreams, which I think is a great one. Uh, Number nine is to fall in love. 
And number 10 is to spend more time with their family. So I think those are all great top resolutions. And I think some of those are a little bit easier to achieve than others. Uh, I think that we all probably uh, do the lose a few pounds, you know, try to be a little bit more healthy. Usually we fail miserably, but hopefully uh, we will get a little bit better. But here's some statistics. Uh, 45 percent uh, always make a resolution. Uh, 45% of the population. 17 infrequently ever make a resolution, while 38% never make them at all, which I found quite outstanding that 38% of the population does not make them at all. 8% achieve resolution success. That is a very, very small uh, percentage. 49 infrequently succeed. And 24, never succeed or fail. So there you have it. But 8% achieve resolution success. So out of all those people who actually make resolutions, only 8%, 8% succeed. So I'm just saying that on December 31st of this year, when you're looking back over the year and uh, you kind of sit back and you remember what you made resolutions about. Don't feel bad if you haven't uh, made uh, progress because you're not alone because not many people make it all the way. So there you have it. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking to go someplace, uh, you might want to know uh, where the best place in the United States is to celebrate New Year's Eve. And uh, we have some uh, some great places for you to go. While Times Square is definitely the most famous place to celebrate New Year's Eve, New York City ranks far from the best cities in the U.S. to wait for the ball drop. Between hotel and food price hikes, local laws prohibiting fireworks and overall safety in massive crowds, New Year's can either be fun or dreary depending on which city you're living in. Looking at the 100 most populated cities in the U.S., Wallet Hub unveiled their picks for the best and worst places touring in the New year. Their methodology compares three key dimensions, entertainment and food, cost and safety and accessibility. So the top 10 places for New Year's Eve, and I'm going to go from 10 to number one. Uh, if you're in Las Vegas, you are on the top 10 list. Uh, so go out to Vegas. I'm sure it's a lot of fun hanging out on a strip. And I know that they have fireworks all up and down the strip. So I'm sure it's a good time. Number nine surprised me. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania coming in. Uh, number eight, St. Louis, Missouri. Number seven, Miami, which I'm sure is a very spicy place to have New Year's Eve. Cincinnati, Ohio is number six on the list. Number five, Buffalo, New York. Number four, Denver, Colorado. Number three, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I know that they do uh, in Atlanta. They actually drop a peach, which I think is adorable. Number two, coming in at number two, San Francisco, California. And the number one place for New Year's Eve. They might say this. I have to tend to disagree because I happen to live uh, near there, uh, is Orlando, Florida. Uh, and I can tell you the reason why. That's because of all the theme parks and stuff like that. There's lots to do here. Not only in the downtown area, they do have a huge party for locals and tourists as well, but uh, you have all the theme parks that actually do their own little uh, New Year's things. So if you happen to live in these, these are the bottom 10 places for New Year's Eve. So if you're here, you might want to go to one of those cities that I talked about. Uh, 
going uh, from number 91, because this was a list of 100, the bottom 10 was Chula Vista, California, Henderson, Nevada, Fort Worth, Texas, Gilbert, Arizona, Arlington, Texas, Fremont, California, San Bernardino, California, Garland, Texas, Newark, New Jersey, and North Las Vegas, Nevada. So I think it's kind of funny that Henderson and North Las Vegas are extremely close to each other so and but las vegas was one of the top 10 so i guess it's going to be a very easy commute for you people to get to where the new year's eve have uh but basically they came up with this because of uh the you know food and the entertainment the cost and the safety and uh, of the five most populated cities in the u.s new york city ranked number 38 Los Angeles ranked 27, Chicago 28, Houston ranked 85, and Philly ranked at number 31. New York City also ranked as having the highest average price of a New Year's Eve party ticket, not surprising. Orlando took home the number one overall ranking, which scored number two in entertainment and food, number eight in cost, and number 82 in safety and accessibility. Uh, and of course, there will be 180 million people watching the Times Square ball drop on TV, according to Wallet Hub. And 83% of consumers will spend up to $200 celebrating the evening. I know that uh, for myself, if I I am like one of these people that are a go big or go stay at home kind of girl, and uh, it's going to be a stay at home kind of girl uh this year i'll have probably have a couple people over but uh usually i cook up a storm last year we did uh, a little bit of surf and turf some lobster and steak uh and uh some great appetizers so i can see where the 200 dollars comes in not it is not cheap to celebrate uh new year's eve that's for sure uh but uh if you want to uh go to some of the Best European uh, celebrations. We have got quite the list for you. Uh, you can go to some great destinations. London being one of them. Why London? It's a special place at the turn of the year. The city is lit up in establishments across the capital. will put out all the stops to make this year... This New Year's Eve in London, a memorable one. So get to your nearest and dearest together and say cheers to 2017 at midnight on New Year's Eve. London's night skies will be a blaze of light and color with a display of stunning pyrotechnics from the river on London's famous South Bank, presented by the Mayor of London in UNICEF. London continues to usher in the new year on the 1st of January with the New Year's Day Parade. This year marks the 30th annual parade to march through London, and there will be 8,500 performers representing 20 countries worldwide from across the London boroughs, including marching bands, cheerleaders, clowns, acrobats, and much more. So if you happen to be able to get over to London, go check it out. there are some really great places to go. Uh, of course, Paris on a boat. Who wouldn't want to be on a boat on New Year's Eve? Uh, the, why? Because you want to see the Eiffel Tower, the Seine, and the bridges of Paris. It's a magical setting for a New Year celebration. And for a night you'll never forget, there is a special festive menu. Uh, they have scallop ceviche, duckling breast, Christmas log, and entertainment from a live orchestra. Uh, and I think that that sounds divine to be on a boat cruising on down the Seine in Paris. Gotta love that. Uh, 
let's go on, go on over to Edinburgh in Scotland, uh, in the Prince's Street in the heart of the city of Edinburgh. Edinburgh's Hominy is one of the biggest and best New Year's celebrations in the world. Things get underway on December 30th with a spectacular torchlight procession. Join thousands of torch carriers as they create a river of fire from the historic Royal Mile to the Sun Illumia in fireworks finale on Carlton Hill. On Hominy itself, the action proves... Uh, it moves to Prince Street in the very heart of the city of Edinburgh beneath the spectacular backdrop of Edinburgh Castle. About 80,000 people parted their way into the new year at the concert of the gardens featuring live music and entertainment from DJs, giant screens, outdoor bars, and of course the world famous Edinburgh Hominy Midnight Fireworks on the castle ramparts. So that's kind of cool to, you know, go on down to the castle and watch that. Uh, of course, uh, there's lots of other places you can go to as well. Portugal is one of them that you can go to. The city of Porto has a great celebration. Dubrovnik in Croatia is another one, uh, the main street of Dubrovnik. You can arrive in Dubrovnik from all the corners of the earth. You can leave it for the most different corners of the earth, too. But you can also come back to Dubrovnik. It's a city. Uh, it's not a city for one time. It's a gift of a lifetime. Great entertainment on New Year's Eve 2016 is provided uh, by the selection of the most famous Croatian performers, and that was 2017. Dubrovnik residents and their guests will start welcoming in the new year with rich music and entertainment programs, so check it out. Dubrovnik is beautiful. Of course, if you want to make your way to Vienna, Austria, a nice kind of chilly place, uh, go to the City Hall in uh, Square and in the Prada, and at the change of the year, the whole of Vienna is given over to partying and dancing. The New Year's Eve trail in the Old City is the highlight, a great ambiance can be enjoyed as much at a gala dinner or festival as it can at a concert the opera or in a hip-hop club or you know or sophisticated bar it's your choice but they do have some amazing stuff going on and of course you can make your way to rome the imperial forum the provence of rome is a matching frame for the many treasures of the capital in the surrounding areas has more or less directly experienced the influence of history of the eternal city Rome is probably having one of the most romantic places for your New Year's Eve, the eternal city of love. So check out Rome. And, of course, there's Prague in the Czech Republic, the Leitna Gardens. It's considered one of the most beautiful cities in the world since the Middle Ages. They have a great fireworks display, so check it out. When we come back, the trends of 2017, what's going to be best. We'll see you on the other side of the break. It's Don Catherine. Come on back. Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Besame, besame a long time that diamonds are precious or worth a lot of due to rumors that means money did you ever wonder how a polished pebble becomes one of the most expensive things on earth 
Two centuries ago, diamonds were worn only by royalty. But in 1870, miners discovered huge deposits of diamonds in South Africa. And soon after, the diamond market was flooded. That's when a man named Cecil Rhodes started buying up shares of the diamond mines. 18 years later, Rhodes controlled the entire South African supply of diamonds. He started his own newspaper and magazine articles with clever ad campaigns about cut, clarity, color, and carrot. He also convinced women that they weren't truly engaged to be married without a diamond ring. It's Martin I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's words you never heard. How do you feel about double-dipping? You know, when someone picks up a chip or a shrimp, dips it into the sauce, enjoys the taste, and then dips again. I've always been jubbers, that means suspicious, of the communal dip bowl. Refraining from dipping into a delicious crab dip might be too irresistible for an opsophagist. That's a person who loves delicacies. Thick dips such as cheese, chocolate, and hummus are safer with fewer bacteria. Salsa is runny, and so more bacteria can get back into the bowl. To take the hammer glamour or confusion out of it, think of it this way. Before you double dip at a party, you might ask yourself, Do I want to kiss everyone here? Of course, that might depend on who's at the party. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. It's the La Bella Vita show. And we are going to tell you what is the trending places for you to go and uh, travel in 2017. Uh, the number one is Canada, bolstered by the wave of positivity unleashed by its energetic new leader, Justin Trudeau, and with dynamic cities that dominate global livability. Uh, and a reputation for inclusiveness and impeccable politeness. We probably learned a little bit from them. The world's second largest country will usher in its sick sesquitential uh, in 2017 and rollicking good health, marking 150 years since Confederation. The elongated birthday party promises to be heavy on Bonhomme and highly welcoming to international gate crashes. And with a weak Canadian dollar pushing down prices, the overseas visitors should have plenty of pocket money to spend on Canada's exciting fusion food and mysteriously underrated wine. This number two is Colombia. Decades of civil war and violent crime meant Colombian passport stamps were once for hardcore travelers only. Fast forward to the present day, and the lost years seem to be but a speck in Colombia's rearview mirror. There are no world wonders, but the country's mix of vibrant culture, nature, and hospitality is a rich tapestry woven by welcoming arms. Over a decade into its dramatic about-face, this South American jewel is even expecting a visit from the world's number one Catholic. When Pope Francis kisses Colombian soil in 2017, it will mark the Indian nation's first papal visit in 30 years. Finland, fought over by the Russians and Sweden for over 
800 years, Finland finally gained independence in 1917. The Finns will celebrate their centenary with gusto. Uh, with events planned in every region, expect everything from all fresco concerts to communal culinary experiences to sauna evenings and vintage travel poster exhibit exhibitions. There's even a new national park in 11,000 hectare chunk of land in Hossa, studded with pine forests and crisscrossed with rivers. With the country also playing host to the World Figure Skating Championships and the Nordic World Ski Championships this year, there's never been a better time to discover Finland's proud, proudly unique culture and landscapes. Of Dominica, locals joke that if Christopher Columbus rose from the grave and returned to the Caribbean, Dominica is the only island he would still recognize. One glimpse of its prehistoric ferns and deserted shores, and you'll see what they mean. For decades, an absence of shiny white beaches has helped keep at bay the resort development that has swept through other parts of the Caribbean. Coconut palms are the only skyscrapers you'll see here. Visit before Dominica gets its first large-scale chain resorts in 2018, which will pave the way for a new era of tourism. It's always better to go before it gets touristy. Trust me. Nepal. Even natural disasters can't keep Nepal down for long. The 2015 earthquakes caused devastation, but what is most striking from a traveler's perspective is not how much was lost, but how much remains. Landmark temples crumbled, but others came through with just out, uh, just the odd tile out of place. And while a whole swath of the country escaped serious damage, including the most popular trekking trails, Nepal has all the skills required to repair monuments and infrastructure, but what it does need is income. By visiting Nepal now and Supporting local culture and people, you can help a nation rebuild and bounce back stronger than ever. And gosh, it is a beautiful country. Uh, Bermuda, the British territory of Bermuda is often mistaken for a Caribbean island, and those in the know might not correct the misunderstanding in order to keep the place to themselves a little longer. Just off the coast of North Carolina, Bermuda is reachable for most major East Coast cities in around two hours. A quick hop will get you a bit of Britain mixed with island flair. In June, Bermuda will host the America's Cup, where the U.S. will defend its title. Temperament uh, climates and favorable winds make Bermuda the perfect location for this historic sailing race for and for your next trip. So check out stunning Bermuda. Mongolia. In 2017, Mongolia will ri raise the curtain and on a brand new capital city airport, a state-of-the-art facility that symbolizes the country's rapid modernization. Uh, it has been the biggest beneficiary of the economic boom. It's transformed skyline bristling with glass and steel towers. At the center of this development is a U.S. 500 million Shangri-La complex, which will be completed by 2017, featuring a 290-room hotel, an IMAX cinema, and a hard rock cafe. Beyond the capital lies Mongolia's stunning countryside, highlighted by Lake Ho, the Blue Pearl of Asia. And in 2015, the lake was connected by Ulaanbaatar by paved road, cutting driving time by 10 hours. That's pretty good. It's a good thing to put in some roads. Oman has been the ace in Arabia's pack for a while, but with more flights than ever before and high-end hotels popping up all over the place, the Sultanite looks ready to raise its game yet again. Luxury accommodations, including the award-winning duo of Six Senses on the Matsudan Peninsula and Alili, uh, Alilia, in the Hejaw Mountains has long had a foothold here, but glitzy properties from Anakatara 
Kempinski and other high-end names are also slated to open soon. The burst of construction doesn't stop there, though. The U.S. 120 million Majra Oman, a futuristic theme park for families, is set to debut in 2017. So check that out. Myanmar, change has long been coming to a nation also known as Burma, but the election of the first civilian government in half a century has all eyes on the future. Donors pretending that all of Myanmar's problems have gone away, but things are moving in the right direction. And Southeast Asia's most secretive country is poised to receive an influx of travelers. Visiting comes along with some challenges, but the reward is a window onto a vanishing Asia where the difficulties of travel are part of the appeal and where life moves to the timeless rhythm of chanting monks and monastery bells. And number 10 on the list is Ethiopia with its own calendar. Where else can you get 13 months of sunshine, timekeeping, script, language, cuisine, church, and coffee? Ethiopia is exotic as countries come, and whether you're trekking through the Simeon Mountains to witness wildlife that roams nowhere else on Earth, climbing to a church carved into a remote cliff face in Tiray, or boating across the serene waters of Lake Tana to visit an old-age monastery, you'll be overwhelmed by the beauty of the landscape. In 2017, new airline links will make the country more accessible than ever before, so be one of the first to hop on board on over to Ethiopia. So those are some of the best places to travel in 2017. So... That is travel. So what about beauty? Because we talk about beauty on here. What eight beauty trends are going to be huge in 2017? Well, I am going to tell you right now. Bold lips. The key to rocking these megawatt lips without having them look too excessive, balance them with minimal elks looks elsewhere. We talked about that on the show many times. That keeps things crisp and modern and less like you've been playing with your mommy's makeup. Uh, bright blush, also known as draping, this technique relies on blush, not cont- contouring powders, to enhance your facial features. Stick to poppy pinks or vivid corals and concentrate the color along the temples and tops of your cheek to keep things lifted and light. Of course, there is the eye pop of the smoky eye. Everybody loves a smoky eye, but think beyond the topes and grays, uh, or simply add a blue hue to the mix. Uh, you can make a uh, a change with a simple pop a blue liner yes blue liner i know those of you who grew up in the 80s didn't think it would come back but it's it's back darker green and rich plums have also the same effect so check that out the oxblood everything and when i say oxblood i mean the deep dark burgundy reds consider this shade your new neutral and you can wear it from your lids lids to your lips to your fingertips it's just a slightly edgy update to your evening wake uh, makeup so check that out chrome nails still on point metallics of the past were shimmery and a tad streaky but metallic nails are now smooth and mirror like which makes the look surprisingly refined getting that chrome finish requires a gel polish base and a special powder that is carefully buffed on top in thin layers and sealed with a top coat ask your salon if it offers the service or try on one of these cult polishes to get a similar effect at home braided top knots of course we love a top knot in fact it's kind of the go-to uh but uh it started to get a little bit on the boring side but it's uh you know 
definitely uh, coming back and everything that's old is new again. Uh, it's time, no heat here styles. So it's time to embrace your natural textures, ladies, rather than trying to coax your hair into submission with a curling wand or flat iron. Work a little pro product into freshly washed strands and let it do its thing, whether that's messy waves, soft ringlet straights, or something in between. Check it out. And ash blonde hair color, buttery blondes and golden highlights have been supplanted by cool ashy bordering gray, if not completely silver locks. One rather compelling reason to try the look, dark roots are actually encouraged because they add dimension to the look and to your face. And of course, what's coming up in 2017 as far as food trends, uh, there's lots of trends coming up. Housemade uh, charcuterie and street food are in quinoa and vegetarian vegan cuisine are out. Uh, this is according to a poll of 1,300 professional chefs. Uh, look to new cuts of meat. Uh, look for menus to feature traditionally tougher, more affordable cuts of meat like shoulder tender oyster steak and Vegas strip steak to make them restaurant worthy. They will get so cooked and marinated treatment. Uh, street food inspired foods. Chefs said they plan on getting creative with ethnic street foods, giving their own spin on classics like dumplings, tempura, and kebabs, foods that serve as edible gateways to other cultures and places. Uh, some more healthy, helpful uh, kids' meals are going to be a pri priority by using more salads, greens, and fruits. Uh, the popularity of the charcuterie board is expected to continue into 2017 with chefs using all parts of the animal to lower cost and avoid food, late, uh, food waste. And sustainable seafood uh, are becoming more aware of their environmental impact and express a growing interest in ethical and responsible choices that extends to their seafood consumption with questions being asked about their origin, source, and status. Uh, so in the food chain. So check out that. So there's lots going on in uh, food. And uh, so they are really going to be doing some really cool things in 2017. Uh, I just want to wish everybody a, a really great uh 2017. I hope that everybody is safe and sound for the new year. Uh, if you party, make sure that uh, you have a designated driver or you have Uber or Lyft on your phone beforehand and set that up so that you can have someone drive you home. Uh, but we look forward to seeing you at the Little Bella Vita show in 2017. And uh, again, Bon Natale, uh, Feliz Anano, and uh, please. Have a safe and happy and healthy 2017. We'll see you uh, next week on another show of the La Bella Vita Show. It's Don Cathan. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of 